Coming up today on the Intelligence for Your Life podcast, don't go anywhere. We'll tell you how the, the sales of cooking sauces will actually tell you what's going on with the economy, what you watch on television, how it can affect your mood, and why you should let your husband watch all the sports that he wants. Plus, there's an app for that. Everything from doctors to laundry will tell you the best apps to get that done. And the number one reason why you should get to know your neighbors, it could save your life. Stay with us. Our show today is brought to you by Dolby Voice. Uh, John, we do a lot of a lot of conference calls, and some are uh, some are pretty awful. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. Yeah, I don't. Um, the The quality is not great. Right. The quality The quality suffers, and and it and what happens when the quality of the call suffers is that effective collaboration suffers. If you're waiting, if you spend half your time trying to wait and figure out who's about to talk, you kind of ruin the flow of the conversation. You ruin all of the ideation. That could be, it could possibly be happening. Well, you know Dolby. They invented surround sound. Listen, I mean, I don't want to go off on a go off on a rant here, but but Dolby was involved in most of the recordings that I've done since I was since I started recording from Dolby, well, Dolby Labs. Very those well those genius engineers have come up with Dolby Voice and the Dolby Conference Phone, and they solved that problem. Now I got a demo from this. You weren't on the call, but I actually got to hear it. It sounds like you're in the room. You it when you talk over somebody, you both get to be heard at the same time. There's none of that microphone cutting out, that auto ducking that normally happens during during conference calls. I, I heard the guy walk around the room and I just had regular headphones on. He had the amazing Dolby set up on his end, and I just had the regular headphones, and I could hear him walk up to the whiteboard. I could hear him move around the room, and it sounded like I was in the room with him. It's unbelievable. You need to hear it right now. So you need to go to Dolby.com slash Tesh and get a Dolby voice demo today. It works with all of the leading video conferencing solutions, including Blue Jeans Huddle, uh, which I've never actually dealt oh, with, wow. but it's uh, yeah. So it'll help your conversations flow. It'll help make great ideas. Great innovation happens when you can actually hear each other effectively. Dolby.com slash Tesh today. And let me just tell you one more thing is that, you know, like, like I said, I grew up with the, with the Dolby Labs uh, with um, uh, noise, noise reduction. They will never, ever release anything until it's, it's perfect. Perfect. This is, a, this is a perfect example. Our show today is also brought to you by Be Frugal. They want you to earn 40% cash back on all of your purchases from over 5,000 stores, including Amazon, Walmart, Target, Macy's, and more. You simply shop online as you normally would. Then you click, on, you click the link on BeFrugal.com, and you get cash back. It's sent to you via check, PayPal, or Amazon gift card. If you are as addicted to online shopping as John and I are, and we are addicted, you need to be using Be Frugal. So okay. tell me, so tell, tell me something. Does it show up when I'm on Amazon, or do they have to have the app open? How does that work? Go ahead and go to befrugal.com/tesh. Right. You okay. get ten dollar bonus offer for when you join. It's a welcome bonus. It's free ten dollars. Uh, you can earn, you can buy everything that you can buy on Amazon, but you do it through the Be Frugal portal. Got it. So you set up a free account. It's absolutely free. You literally get money back. You get paid to do the online shopping that you're already doing. That's BeFrugal.com slash Tesh. I'm going to put Amazon out of business. You're going to make so so much uh, money. uh, Oh, my gosh. This is going to be awesome. I love it. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard here, joined today by none other than John Tesh. Well, I mean, it's sort of my job to report for duty here, so you sound surprised. But um, and listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I know you do, too. I think this is the best podcast ever in the world. <laughs> I, really, I think we have more information. A lot of these other guys are just sort of rambling on and on and on about what they had for dinner. And by the way, I had... Uh, never mind. 
So well, you're keto. We so, we actually did a whole podcast yeah, about what you had did. for dinner. We did, we did, because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stay alive. But uh, I'm very excited to be a part of this because you're the smartest person I know, and I'm always learning stuff on my own podcast. As my friend, the <laughs> pastor Andrew Womack says, "Oh my gosh, I'm listening to my own program and it's ministering to me." That's the way I feel right now. So, so get excited if you haven't been turned off by my bravados too far. Uh, then, then welcome. Well, I, I, I think you might be more than a little bit biased, but uh, this, is the, this is the podcast that helps to move you from the place you are to the place that you want to be. We try to give you all of the information, the research-backed information that we have access to, uh, to help you live a better life, to live your life in a better way than you are right now. So take that with a grain of salt, take what we give, and try to find a way to use it in your life. Like this little tidbit that I happen to love, did you know that you can predict the state of the economy by tracking the sale of cooking sauces? No, I, I knew you could do it by tracking um, underwear because when the, the when the economy men's underwear because when the economy gets better, uh, men buy buy underwear. But when the economy is down, they said, ah, "I'll just hang on to what I got. I'll just wear this but, one but, little last but, thread so, of underwear that so, I have." So cooking sauces it's predict in, the economy inversely proportional. So oh. during the last recession, sales of cooking sauces rose twenty percent. Mm. Is this so, because? Go ahead. No, take is this a because guess. people are cooking at home, cooking more at home. Exactly. So it means people are cooking more at home, and they're buying cheaper cuts of meat. Oh yeah. So they buy sauce, which is which oh, is, so they because they, they have to you have to you have the sauce to enhance the exactly. See how I figured that out. Right. So go look at your cooking sauce aisle, and if there's a lot of people in the cooking sauce aisle, that means that they we're get get ready for the economy to tank. There's you know a lot of people are losing. You know what's their jobs. great about a piece like this is that um, I'm not dating. I've been married for a long time, but but these are great like little. Because you're trying to think about what to talk about, right, when you're mm-hmm. on the first date. Or even, I mean, we had people over at the house last night, right? And there was a couple people I didn't know. Uh, and it's like, you know, so somebody says, hey, what's the radio show about? And I said, well, it's, a, it's about the fact that you can predict the state of the economy by looking, by looking at, at cooking sauce. the other sale. thing I think might be in here is that, you know, if, this, if, if our stocks start to go down or whatever investments we have, my wife and I. <laughs> Invest in Lowry's? <laughs> well, yeah. But, but also, you know, my, my wife will, like, look at me, and it's like it's my fault that the stocks went down. So, you know, we have, like, one of those E-Trade accounts, and I, I got some, you know, I got some, I got a lot of Apple stock. Let's look at, let's, you know, so, so anyway, she'll look at me like, it was it your fault that it right. went down? So I, so you I, didn't I, buy I, enough iPhones this quarter. <laughs> right. So I feel like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a provider, right? That's what a guy, the guy wants to be. But, um... Uh, I think that's it, it's so if the economy goes down, the first thing I'm thinking is I'm going to go provide. So I'm going to go get some really cheap pieces of meat and throw a bunch of Lee and Perrins and Worcestershire sauce and all that sort of stuff on there. And I was like, listen, I'll cook. I'll provide for us. So for the next week, we're going to eat stuff with that I'm going to cook and then and then I'll be a, a provider again. So instead of being a hunter and gatherer from the paleo days, I can now. Because, Cook the meat with right. a lot of cooking sauce right. during and the bad I'll, economy. I'll solve the, 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 uh, the problem with the economy. Well, you actually would just be an indicator of the economy. But this is the basis for all of French cooking, by the way. All of French cooking arose from p- poor meats. They developed all of these sauces to feed, to feed the aristocracy. Is that so right? That's why all the French cooking is so thick with the, with the sauces. All of oh, French wow. cooking is sauces, right? right that's yeah, that's sure. like 90% and, and of you, it. When you, go to, when you go to school for that, you, you can train to be a saucier. Right. And that's, and that's the reason. It was for this exact reason, to cover up cheap meats and poorly preserved meats during, uh, during different times of the French uh, rise or whatever. <laughs> In the French Enlightenment. Yeah. Okay. So, so just one, one final thought on this. So, it, so if, if you see a lot of people using sauces on cheap meat, right, and they're not wearing any underwear, men especially, 
then you know there's something going on with the economy. And then what, so were you going to take a straw poll? Pardon me, sir. Boxers, briefs, or nothing? Or nothing at all. Yeah, right? <laughs> they go, well, okay, well, I, I, need to start, I need to short my stocks now. Speaking of stomachs, you talk about this all the time. You talk about your gut being the second brain. Can you explain what that means? Oh, my gosh. We have heard about this. Um, we've been in and out of hospitals. Just a quick background, if you haven't been following along. We've been in and out of hospitals for the last, like, three years. First, it was Connie's mom who uh, took a couple of falls, and so she ended up with sepsis, and uh, which is basically an infection in all of your body. And then I ended up getting sick uh, with uh, metastatic cancer, which is gone now. Thank God. But uh, so we spent a lot of time in and out of hospitals and talking to a lot of. Which is not depressing at all, by the <laughs> I know, way. Sorry, folks. Let's <laughs> how, I, how do doctors do it? I mean, we go to the hospital. It's so depressing. How is that your job every day? Thanks for being a doctor, doctors. I'm, I'm glad you're paid well <laughs> because yeah. it, it's awful. Yeah. What I love is the doctors and, and you know, Christopher Logothetis at uh, MD Anderson, uh, who's been taking care of me, and also Ted Schaefer and a bunch of those guys and Brad, uh, Brian Chapin, the surgeon. You know, those these guys are more like. Um, surgeon scientist because you know a lot of times what happens right is that you're either a surgeon or you're a researcher mm -hmm. right but what happens with md anderson is that they're, they're they're the research is done at the same time the reason i bring this up is that it seems like you know how when you're when you're uh when you're in the market for a volkswagen all of a sudden everybody has a volkswagen exactly yeah because yeah. you're paying attention yeah. to it right yeah so when I was looking for an SUV, all I saw was full size SUVs on the road. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of right, them anyway. But right, anyway. right. But so it's and it's that thing. It's that marketing thing where you won't you won't even register a car commercial unless you're in the market for a car. Anyway, the re reason I bring that up is that when you're in the hospital, you're ju you're just talking to nurses and doctors mm -hmm. and, and stuff. And so we we actually had you know at the um, uh, out in Palm Springs, we had a couple of nurses that would come up to us, you know, and they knew that grandma had sepsis, and they're like, hey, listen. You know that the that your gut is the is the um, second brain. We're like, what are you talking about? And then when you Google that, you start to realize. And then we've had Dr. Gundry on the show. We've had uh, Dr. David Katz from Yale on the show. And and all of a sudden, everybody's talking about this now. Where where if your gut bacteria is messed up, you're not producing as much serotonin, and that a lot of the uh, a lot of depression can now be traced not to what's happening. Um, in your brain, but what's happening into your into your gut, which is producing brain chemicals that make you feel better. So now there's a, now there's this thing about probiotics, but there's a lot of garbage out there too, right. which always happens when people are like, oh no, you got to put it in the refrigerator, or whatever. So what I what I've learned is that I, was, I wasn't even sure what, what we were talking about here, but anyway, what I um, what I've learned is that is that you have to have a lot of fiber in your gut, mm -hmm. and then these pre uh, these probiotics can thrive. And the way to get probiotics naturally is what we do. We eat a lot of um, kimchi and sauerkraut. Fermented foods. Fermented foods, like miso and, and you know, tofu and, and things like that. So anyway, So you, you actually did, you almost did the entire piece of the study. So in a study in France, subjects were given probiotic, a probiotic supplement for a month. Their depression was cut in half, and their anxiety scores were 55% lower. They say that probiotics work to strengthen and connect the brain and the gut, uh, increasing production of mood-boosting neurotransmitters, namely serotonin, which you mentioned in your, in your little diatribe. So... High-quality probiotics are definitely a thing, but I have here three little hacks that you can use, one of which we've already given you, in order to get your gut health, your gut bacteria, in the right way in order to, in order to be better. And the reason you need to listen to Gib on this is because, I mean, if you just, in, in YouTube, right, now that I've rediscovered YouTube, that's where I get all my education, if you put in there 
probiotics plus TED Talk, you'll see like 10 high-end scientific talks about how important it is to do what Gibbs is about to tell you with these gut hacks. Well, so the first one you've already said, and that is eating fermented foods. Kimchi, homemade sauerkraut, miso, aged cheeses. That like just cheddar. Sounds like, like cheddar, yeah. yeah. So any, any cheese that's been aged, anything that, that has that fermentation where, where some sort of bacteria has eaten all of the sugar out of the food, that's an okay thing, and, right. and miso is great. Isn't hot sauce also fermented a lot of it? Some of it is. Yeah. You, you, you've got to be careful, yeah. Okay. So uh, some hot sauces, you've got to be careful with this, have sugar in them. Mm -hmm. And sugar is actually my next point. You have to avoid sugary foods uh, because it'll allow the bad bacteria in your gut to build up. The yeast will actually eat the sugar in your gut. Bad for your probiotic biome. So you've got to yeah. avoid sugary foods. Yeah. That's, that's, that's important. And finally, what you've already said is, Eat foods with plenty of fiber. So right. fiber actually feeds the good bacteria. That's the stuff that you want. So you want to do the no sugar. You want to have the fermented foods that have the bacteria, the mm -hmm. good bacteria in them, and you want to give them a nice place to live with the fiber. And that'll save you some money because probiotics are expensive. You, if you get they the are. really good ones that have to be refrigerated, that are made by the good people, that's very pricey. A little life hack, a little money-saving life hack to get to that second brain thing. Right. Right. And you just bought, what, insoluble fiber? What did you buy? No, resistant starch. So we've talked on the radio show, you and I, about, about um, why we need resistant. So resistant starch does not get uh, digested uh, like regular starchy foods. So in other words, if you eat a banana, it's, there's a lot of sugar in there. Right. right? So it, gets, it, it, it goes right into your bloodstream, gets stored in your liver as glycogen, and all of a sudden you're burning, you're, you're burning uh, glucose. Um, and, and your blood sugar levels are going all over the place. But resistant starch would be a green banana or a green plantain or green mangoes or papayas. It's unripened, hard. unripened Exactly, fruit. exactly, because they, because they don't get digested the same way, and they end up in your gut as, um, as, as fiber, uh, an insoluble fiber many times. It's great for what you just talked about, which is the, which is the, the probiotics. I actually bought online, because we buy everything on Amazon now, I bought... Um, I bought um, uh, Whole Foods. No, no, I'm sorry. Amazon Whole Foods. <laughs> I bought uh, this thing called Resistant. Hey, Alexa, buy Whole Foods. <laughs> oh, no, I just meant an order. From Never mind. I just spent $13.7 billion. <laughs> so anyway, I um, I got this stuff, which is, which is it's because it's hard to find because the, you know, all the, all the supermarkets are like, no, no, we don't, don't put out the green, the green fruit, put out the yellow fruit right. you know, or the red fruit. So it's hard to find it actually. So I found this stuff called re resistant starch and, and that's, um, that's really, it's, uh, it's it's been great for me. It's making me a little too regular uh, uh, TMI, but um, <laughs> but it's but the other thing we just got from Dr. Gundry, who wrote the Plant Paradox, Gib, is that NSAIDs they um, over the counter painkillers, painkillers. So that would be what Advil, ibuprofen, acetaminophen, um, Motrin, uh, aspirin. Yeah, that yeah. kind of that kind of stuff. It kills gut bacteria. So tr if you can't back off of those, you need, you need even more fiber, wow. more probiotics. Wow. Yeah, and we know that. Um, that what um, uh, anti uh, antibiotics kills gut bacteria. Oh yeah, well, antibiotics they they're they're um, they're cluster bombs. They kill a wide range of only very very targeted antibiotics uh, will not kill almost every good thing in your body at the yeah. same time. It kills the bad. So basically, if you're eating a lot of fermented foods, your and gut avoiding bacteria, sugar and avoiding sugar, your gut bacteria is going to thrive. Well, speaking of thriving, I get a lot of flack in my life for watching a lot of sports, but Turns out the things we watch on TV actually do impact our mood. It's according to Civic Science. It's a company that analyzes consumer behaviors. And the happiest people in the world watch a lot of sports on television, typically between 5 and 10 hours a week, which wow. is actually more than I watch. 
Uh, Dr. Weiss, who was a part of the study, says the reason sports are a mood lifter is because they give us a sense of community and belonging. And when we feel like we're part of a group, we feel emotionally supported. So every time anybody wants to give me a hard time about watching my Dodgers on television, I'm going to say this. And the other thing that I do, I don't know about if I don't think you do this, but it's something that I do. I have a group of friends that um, we all grew up watching the Dodgers and the Lakers and we text each other during every game. It's a, it's so a group great. text. It is. It is like the the biggest connection I have to the kids I grew up with. You know, I, again, I've been, I've been I've been ranting and raving about the TED talks and, and YouTube, and I, and I just watched a talk, and it was from a 93 year old man who was the most vital speaker I've seen ever seen on on TED talks, and he had all of these studies uh, in front of him about why people live longer. You know, we've all we've talked about the the blue zones where they're 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 people. They're, they're, it's basically it was a PBS study along with author Dan Butner looking at, at places in the world where people lived uh, 100 years plus. There are more, more people than, than normal. So Loma Linda, Sardinia, uh, Okinawa, places like that. And we all thought it was, oh, they're probably eating a lot of fish or, or they're tending to their gardens. But the overwhelming thing, uh, he, and he presented the most amazing data, was socialization. Yeah. And so we now know, and there's a Harvard study, uh, this is also on TED Talk, there's a Harvard study of 700 men that has gone, oh, it's a 50-year study. And so a lot of the researchers died and passed it on to the next, and, and a lot of the guys died off. But the, the people that lived the longest, the, the common factor, Gib, was, was that they were socializing. And so they brought up the fact that it doesn't have to be just in person now. It can be sharing, having that common interest yeah. of, a, of, of, a, of a sports team. And they said that the people that refer to their teams as we and oh, us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Guilty. Right, right. They um, they have the most socialization. I've never had the joy of putting on a Dodgers uniform and walking out onto that field as a player. Uh, and at my age, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, you know, Stranger Things have happened, I guess, but ball, not many. Ball boy, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. Bad, I, bad boy, I could be I could be the world's oldest bat boy. That would be fine. But uh, but yeah, I absolutely refer to it as we. And also, you know, there's that thing where you want to look forward to something. Where you look forward to your team. You know, how many people died after the Cubs won the World Series because they were saying, "Look, this is our year." And so I just want to live to see the Cubs win a World Series. The Cubs win a World right, Series, right. and then they all die afterwards. Right. <laughs> but you're a very communal person. I mean, like, I mean, even tonight you have a you have a uh, a recreational league uh, basketball uh, a, game. That it's, rec it's, league it's, is a, is putting it lightly. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because there are, there are actually ex NBA players that are playing against you. I know. I know all about this. But that's sort of being a, a, a you know a part of a team. And I I. I really, you're sort of my only friend, you know, other than my <laughs> wife. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not a real social person, but I'm starting to see that that it's it, like last night when we had the friends over. Like, yeah. like, you know what? I need to be more mindful about spending time with with, yeah. with friends. Um, well, you like it when you do. You're not do. an antisocial I person. I just don't. I just don't. I don't plan for it. But now that I'm seeing all of this data, and now that it's related to to sports, and listen, I spent ten years of my life or more. Covering you know major sporting events and 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 reading the data about how sports teams who high five each other more often end up end up winning more games. I mean it's it's crazy stuff about what socialization can do for good everything. teams. They always high, you always high five the the free throw shooter between shots. Right. Always right. that's even right. if he misses it, uh, if he makes it, you give him a high five. That's the that's the deal when it comes to free throws, and that's exactly why. And speaking of deals, uh, uh, guys, when you're when you're bringing this up to your girlfriend or your, or your wife, please don't mention us. Because no, we just were, just take just do the study. Remember, the, the study was done by Civic Science. They analyzed consumer behavior. It's going to make you happier. 
to be a part of team sports and right. to be and to be a consumer of team sports. Or just so. go to our website, uh, intelligenceforlife.com, and print it out and just you know, <laughs> without even without even looking away from the screen, just hand it to your yeah. wife. Here's, Look, here's this. Don't document. interrupt the game. I'm doing I'm doing it for us. I'm watching this for us. I love it. Uh, so you know, you know, you and I have a problem when it comes to online shopping. I mean, we have we have yeah, an addiction. Yeah. I I have an I, I have too many apps on my phone. Um, I have an app for literally everything. But I've got some really exciting apps that you that are out now that you can get. Um, you can get stuff brought to you that you never thought possible. So obviously, everybody knows Uber, but there's an, there's an Uber now for doctors. It's a new app called Heal. It'll dispatch local doctors to your home in less than an hour. It's ninety nine dollars. They don't accept insurance, but it's ninety nine dollars. I don't know about you, but I haven't gone to the doctor for fewer than ninety nine dollars, even with insurance. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the plus side, you don't have to waste your time. You don't have to sit in a crowded ra- waiting room. You don't have to risk getting sick uh, by going to. I, I hate that about going to the doctor's office. I would sit next to somebody who's sniffling, and I think I came here just for a checkup. Now I'm going to get sick. But I'm so excited that there's an app for that. Do you think we're got, we've gone too far with the app economy? Oh, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's awesome, I, and I think, also think it's great for doctors too because you know. I, I have some. You and I both do. We have some high-end doctors that are in our, our lives, and and all they all they do when you get them in a social situation is complain about how the you know, the healthcare industry is just you know destroying their 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 livelihood. Yeah. So when when you get a, when you get a win-win like that, that there where people and well you've seen we saw at the beginning of this right with the early urgent care stuff. Because yeah. you, you use urgent care for your kids. Right? I, we do. I mean, you have to sell your house if you went to do the emergency room every it's, time your it's kids awful. get sick. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this is. I think this is great. And um, and I sort. You know, I started out with this. In, for those of you that don't know, urgent care is like an emergency room light. Right. Usually, it's right. a fixed cost. A doctor will take a look at you. No chance of you getting admitted. But they'll give you. They can write you a prescription for antibiotics and that kind of thing. It's 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 a little bit. It's not quite a doctor's office. Not quite an emergency room. It's actually really nice. Yeah. There. there there's a thing where. You know, when you talk about over shopping on Amazon or apps for this or that, there's there's some things that break through that are really just uh, that can be lifesavers. Literally, this is to have a doctor come to you. I mean, and listen, if you're if you're living in a place where um, there's like like Los Angeles where we live, where the traffic is just terrible, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a four hour trip back and forth to get right. to a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of bad traffic, there's now an app for this. You can use GPX technology. There's a thing called Lux L U X E. And they have a private valet show up wherever you are. So everywhere now has valet. They take your car. They can even, they'll, they'll go and they'll park it and they'll come get it when you're done. They'll return it within minutes. The service is five bucks an hour plus tip, but they'll even wash and refuel the car for you. So can you imagine that you have, you're struggling, the valet line at the one place is way too long or it's $20 for five bucks an hour. They'll come pick up your car and handle it for you. That's amazing. That's an amazingly cheap price. And all I'm thinking is that, you know, you, you mentioned these things about the doctor coming to the house and now you got the person that picks up your mm-hmm, car. Mm-hmm. And so when are we going to combine them all into uh, Super Butler? I mean, that's what it sounds like. You know, me, Super I, you, Butler with a medical degree? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, well, you know, well, I'd be, listen, um, yeah. I mean, there's, there are Navy SEALs with law degrees, so why not? I don't know. That makes no sense. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, you know, I'm always talking about you know, how, how Connie has the, you know, downtown Abbey on the, on the, uh, on the TV. And, and I'm always saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. But when the butlers come on, I'm, I'm, I get a little excited because I'm like, you know, I spend so much money on, you know, on, 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 on messengers and this and that, and dry cleaning and everything. I could just get a, yeah. uh, a, an app, the Butler app. There's got to be a Butler app. Check Ro- it out royalty me. was on to something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this app. It's, it's good to be the king. That's great. Yeah. And then one final app, Washio, which I've used. I've heard of this. Yeah, they come to your house. They pick up your, 
your dirty laundry. They take it away. They come back, they'll wash and fold or dry clean. So you just do whatever you want. Minimum order fee is $20. Uh, it comes back within 24 hours. I've used it. It is fantastic. You know, I've this sounds it. very much about the way I lived my life in the, in the middle 1970s when I was uh, I was working in Manhattan. And there was a, there was because I don't even know how to operate one of those machines. There was, a, there was a place right around the corner, and that's what you do is you just dump off your big bag, bag of laundry. Right. And, and, and the washing and for the fluff and, and fold. Now they come to your house to pick it up? Uh-huh. Oh, that's oh, well, it's, it's, Give it's, me the price again. It's, uh, it's a minimum order of $20, but it, it varies depending on what items you're getting that's done. It, it varies depending on whether you're getting dry cleaned or just These washed. These are great apps. Wow. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk about food phobias. They are official. They are they are actually in the DSM-4, actual words for food phobias. And the number one reason why getting to know your neighbors could actually save your life. We'll tell you what that means in a minute. Well, just wait, just wait for just one second. You're talking about, you're, you're actually afraid of certain foods? There, there's an actual, there, there are actual food phobias right. associated with different foods that are actual psychological I, conditions. I have this, I'll, t- I'll tell you about Well, it. we'll tell them about it in a minute. All right. Just a reminder that our show is brought to you today by the one, the only, Dolby Voice. Uh, in this, we talk all about telecommuting on the radio show, on the podcast, how much people are, are, are working out of the home nowadays. And, and part of that, what goes with that is teleconferencing. So that's both video conferencing and audio conference calls. And they're terrible. I mean, they are they, doing a conference call is really hard. I do I do conference calls three, four times a week for over an hour every time, and it is soul crushingly bad. You can't hear each other, you can't effectively collaborate, and it, it can ruin a design process on on a project. And uh, thankfully, though, recently I've gotten to hear a demo from the people at Dolby Voice. You know Dolby; right. they invented the Dolby five point one surround sound. They invented premium audio, essentially. They invented noise reduction. Really. Yeah. yeah. So the Dolby Voice, Dolby Conference phone, they are here. They are breathtakingly amazing. They, it's like you're in the room. Uh, I, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. I, it's, I heard the guy moving as if I was in some weird demo at Disneyland in 1997. You know, when they, you go in the room like, yeah. in the future, everybody yeah, will be yeah. able to hear what's going on in a conference call. Well, the future is now with Dolby Voice and Dolby Conference. The phone. cool thing about this too is that don't don't just think about the business application is because a lot of times when you're you know on a conference call you you don't want to you don't want to speak because you're gonna it's it's like you're it's like when you watch um, the guys from uh, NBC Nightly News interviewing somebody in you know in Afghanistan is that there's that mm-hmm. huge huge delay, delay. Oh. you don't know when to you don't know Wait, when, when to speak. Oh, I- so, so what you could be talking with your daughter in um, in, in college, and your ex wife is, uh, you know, <laughs> see, well, real got world dark, use, man. Real world use, real <laughs> use, and uh, you can all hear each other perfectly. I love this. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to check out Dolby Voice with your daughter and ex wife, apparently, <laughs> you can go to Dolby.com/tesh, get a free demo. It's free. I highly recommend it. Just even if you're not in the market to buy a video or an audio conferencing solution. Just hear where it's going so you know at least what you're missing. Dolby.com slash T-E-S-H. Get a free demo today. Well, our show today is also brought to you by Hulu Plus. And, John, you know does it, you know anybody that likes binge-watching as much as I do? Me? That's true. We yeah, bo- and that's I actually thing. have to close my ears whenever you tell me what you're binge-watching because I'm like, oh, no. You I'm don't gonna, want to think. I, I end up reading all the games of Game of Thrones books again. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So you know, you know uh, one of my I, one of my favorite authors, Margaret Atwood. She writes. She's I think she's Canadian. She writes these amazing sci-fi dystopian books. Uh, Stone mattresses is a great one. Well, she wrote a book that's a that was an instant classic. I think she wrote it in 1986 called The Handmaid's Tale, mm. and it was about a dystopian future. Well, if you haven't heard about this, then you must be living under your under a rock because it is an, it is a Hulu exclusive. 
it's uh, it's a series on Hulu that is incredible. So imagine a world where where women have no social value except their ability to procreate. Uh, many people are having trouble procreating. That's the world that Margaret Atwood <laughs> creates. Awesome. It is a religious future dystopia. It is, uh, it is, the book was incredible. The show is perfectly done. Uh, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. And you can only get it on Hulu. So listen, if, if you're shaking your head right now at what Gib just said and you're like completely lost, understand, uh, my fellow grandpas, understand that Hulu Plus is grandpa's friend. So <laughs> on, my, on my iPhone or on my iPad, if I'm ba- babysitting Gibbs three kids, this I, you could only imagine right. being able to pull up any amazing kids movie mm-hmm. instantly and just getting a break for a second so you can regroup and use the bathroom. And it's all the television shows that you love. You can get six personalized profiles so you can have one just for kids that only shows you kids shows. There's a special kids mode that won't let you watch The Handmaid's Tale because that's inappropriate or The Bachelorette because that's, that's inappropriate that's for so kids. Great. I don't want my 5-year-old watching The Bachelorette. I don't want her thinking that's what dating is like. But it's all in one place, and they now have this brand new feature, which is going to kill your uh, your television. It is it is the new live TV option. It starts at thirty nine ninety nine a month. You get limited commercials on the Hulu streaming, plus you get fifty fifty more than fifty live and on demand channels. That includes sports. That includes ESPN. It includes regional sports. Any can't miss event. If you like Major League Baseball, if you like the NBA Finals, you can watch it. With Hulu Plus now, with their new live TV option, you also have a cloud DVR with 50 hours of storage. If you get your DVR to the point where you have 50 hours recorded on it and you're not watching it, there's something wrong with you, okay? That's, that's, that's them. You can actually even upgrade it to 200 hours if you're one of those people, plus all of the iOS and Android and Apple TV and Xbox apps that John was talking about uh, just, just before. So here, enjoy all of your TV, the live TV, the shows that you love, the shows that are on television this week are end up on Hulu. The, f- the fastest. It takes them longer to get on any other platform. You go to Hulu.com and you can start your free trial today. Check out the brand new Hulu experience. Hulu.com. Start your free trial. Never mind all that. It's just, it's Hulu is the grand, grandpa's friends. Just remember that. We've talked a lot about vitamins and supplements. Well, I want to remind you guys that our show today is brought to you by Care of Vitamins. I never know what to take except from I, we, we hear about all these different supplements on the show. And do they apply to me? Do they not? Well, I went to takecareof.com slash Tesh, or used offer code Tesh. I went to takecareof.com. I, I did this myself. They did not pay me. They did not give me the free vitamins. I'm an actual subscriber. I took a whole assessment quiz about what my lifestyle is like, and they picked the vitamins for me. They come in pre-served packets to my door every single month. They are amazing. And it says, nicely says on there, especially made for Gib which really is just a nice little touching thing that they do. Uh, I have so many vitamin bottles all over my house that I don't even use anymore. It's just these beautiful little packets of vitamins that do not bother my family when they're sitting on the counter, which makes me very happy. Yeah, this, I, I mean, I watch you using this and it's and it's incredible. And I'm, I just, I'm ready to jump in because I just got this, like, gosh, I must have had 16 vials of blood come out of me from uh, Dr. Stephen Gundry, who did a complete panel on me. Mm-hmm. So there's things that he's recommending for me, like, like uh, like fish oil, more magnesium, some uh, and you some can add all co- of that to your package. CoQ10, and so what I have is, of course, I went crazy and ordered all this stuff on Amazon, and, and Connie's going crazy because there's bottles, this, bottles of stuff everywhere. I don't I don't know which one I've taken on any given day, and they just take care of, of it. All, it all shows up every month in little pre individually yeah, wrapped packages for that that day's dose. So go ahead and go to takecareof.com. You get your personalized recommendation. Take the quiz. See what see what supplements you should be taking. Uh, you can use offer code TESH, and we'll give you 50% off your first order. So takecareof.com, 
Offer code TESH, 50% off your first order. All right, we're back. And I, we, as promised, we were going to tell you about food phobias. So here are actual, these are actually listed psychological phobias. And a phobia is obviously an irrational fear of something. I think I have this and I'll tell you about it in a minute. Go ahead. So lacanophobia, you know what that is? It's a Lacana. fear of vegetables. L-A-C-H-A-N-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Uh -huh. Lacanophobia. It's a fear of vegetables. And psychologists say this fear is almost always related to some sort of traumatic experience people had as a child. Oh, gosh. So if you ate a radish with like a scorpion on it, you'll never eat radishes oh, again. Yeah. You'll have an irrational fear of you radishes. Know, so stop right there. I'll let you continue in a minute. You know, I've got this. So when I was a kid, uh, I don't know what the fear of, of liver is, but I've got that too. So anyway, when I was a kid, my mom, you know, from the deep south, raised Southern Baptist. And it was the rule was you had to clean your plate. I know a lot of people, baby boomers my age, went through this. Uh, now you've, you know, Gen Xers and Millennials, it's like, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you'd like to eat your food, go ahead. So anyway, uh, I, I, had to, I hated uh, Brussels sprouts because my mom boiled them. And so I, I think I, everybody I, hates boiled Brussels sprouts. Gosh, so I, I used to, yeah, I, I would come home from school, from practice, and there'd be just that smell. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. So I had to sit there until I ate my Brussels sprouts. Um, and I also, and you've seen this with me, I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with it now because I'm now a plant, I'm on a plant-based diet, but... I have a fear of asparagus even more than Brussels sprouts because now Brussels sprouts. Well, they are look cool. like spears, right? So Brussels sprouts are cool because they put the bacon on them mm -hmm. and, and they and they char them and now and grill them. But but yeah, I still it's that thing on the end. So if you chop up asparagus, I'm fine if you put it in my salad. But if I see that thing on the end, especially if it has some hollandaise sauce on it, what? I Why? Ruins, I just ruins my whole meal. And if I even smell uh, liver, liver is a big trigger liver, for you. Big trigger, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, what what is it about? What is it about the spear? Like, what, did did your mom force feed you spear for, spear end first asparagus? No, as a kid? she never fed fed me asparagus. But I, I, it's, like, it's like the first time I saw it, it was like I I, I don't know. I I, I and then, I, then it looks I, like some sort of medieval torture device. So you know you want none of it, right? And then I read an article. I think we had this on the news back when I was doing the news in New York that where it, it changes the it changes the smell of your urine, and I know for some reason that freaked me out too. So anyway, I don't. I'm not a real. You can't. I, you can't get me to eat asparagus. <laughs> so it's definitely an international fear. It yeah. makes no sense. Here's another one that I actually like. It's deepnophobia. Deepnophobia, and it's it describes people who are afraid of eating in groups because they fear dinner conversations. They'd rather just eat alone. Wow. I they bet have a, lot a of fear have that. of dinner conversations. Now I don't have a fear of dinner conversations. But I get it. Like there are times when I do, like uh, like in Bad Santa, I'm on my lunch break. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, right, leave yeah, me alone. Yeah, yeah. I just want to eat. Wow. So I mean, that's you're you're kind of we just we established earlier that you are not um, you were you're not antisocial, but you're not the most social person. Would you characterize yourself as self as having depnophobia? Oh, I ah, this is really a sort of a, a prideful thing to say, but um, I I love going out and eating with you. I like to go out and eat with uh, you know with with Connie, but. A lot of times, I'm I, I, about halfway through. I get uh, I get bored, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and even though, and even and, and so I'm just I'm, and I'm so selfish. I just sort of sit there and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here right now, you know. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's no fun for me anymore to go out because I'm on that plant based diet. That I keep telling you about the anti cancer diet, and by the time I've told the server how I want the cauliflower, which is the only thing on the menu that I can eat, right. I'm exhausted. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, people are going to think I'm a weirdo. They, they don't already think. First of all, you definitely are a weirdo. But secondly, you know, I feel like our whole show, our whole suite of shows is designed to help combat depnophobia because you right. can now you now have dinner conversations you can use. Right. Like you can you can open with what we opened with the idea of cooking sauces uh, being a sign of of 
of a depression or of a of a recession coming on. You know what? What uh, Connie and I have. You're both, welcome. It, yes, thank you. You know what Connie and I have both uh, fallen um, prey to. Prey to. I, we we've uh, been lured into um, conversations where we were, especially me, where I em- embarrassed myself um, because we'll be at a dinner party at our house or at a restaurant with another couple, and they'll and because all we do all day, Gib, or the three of us. Is see these research studies on this, that, mm-hmm. the other, you know, whether it's whether it's health and wellness or it's you know job stuff, whatever. Somebody at the dinner table will will say something with authority on a topic that we've just done, you know, a half hour yeah. of of interview on. I've and, seen the faces of people, so I think I know where you're going. Yeah, with. and 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 I used to go, well, you know, thirty two percent of people say that that's not true, actually, <laughs> you know, and and you, what you're doing is you just cut those people right oh, off yeah. at the at the knees. And I've had it done to me, and I don't like it. But you're, you're so excited about the fact that you've got information that they don't have. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I have to tell you about the intelligence for life. People don't care what we do for a living. It's like, just leave it, you know, leave it alone. So I'm like, I just yeah. want to tell my story. And you and I both know each other so well. We we see it on each other, and you're like you're kicking me. And John, don't say it. Don't <laughs> leave you know, it alone. Don't do it. Yeah. So that's probably well. The conversation is terrible. To be perfectly honest, at this point, with all, us being on the ketogenic diet, and you being on the exceptionally intense plant based version of the ketogenic diet, uh, it's we're not much fun to go out to dinner with. We're not much fun to talk to. Right. Other people should be afraid of our dinner conversations, not afraid to have dinner conversations in general. But you get excited when you have information that, that yeah, oh yeah, it's like oh I want to help you. Like, no, don't don't don't. You're not going to take my chicken fingers uh, right. and my ice cream away from me. So don't even try. I don't really want your help. I just want to eat my hot dog in peace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave me alone. Yeah. Well, speaking of eating not in peace, uh, you don't really you you know some of your neighbors. You don't really know your neighbors very well, though. I don't. No. I so, mean, Charlie Sheen was our neighbor for a little while. Yeah. The only reason I knew was because there were helicopters over my house, and they thought that I was that we were in Charlie Sheen's house. I knew my neighbors growing up, you yeah. know, Donnie Holman and Paul McGinnis and all those yeah. guys, but I don't. So why do you ask? Well, because it turns out there's a re- it's actually really good if you do know your neighbors. We we spend a lot of time trying to get to know you our neighbors. You do. You guys are just so old school. It's yeah. amazing. And, and you have one of those signs that say, you know, drive like your kids live on this street. I mean, you have all that stuff. And, you're, <laughs> I mean, you're, and you... Uh, and you pull the weeds in your in your lawn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, you're 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 total old, old school. But but it's, it's but 1957 yeah. in my neighborhood. Yeah, apparently, I, mean, I would have to drive to my neighbors. That's yeah. Know. That's the other thing. You live in a in a rough. But well, that's the thing is that most people actually they commute longer distances, so they don't spend as much time right. in their right. in their area. Right. They work longer hours. You know, Atticus Finch was walking to his law office, uh, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, we're in Los Angeles too. So I, I mean, there's no there's no mass transit that really right. works. And and uh, two income houses, right? In 60% yep. of the households with kids, both yep. parents are working. So there's a lot less opportunity to socialize with your neighbors, even kids. Now, we're very lucky. There is a set of twins right next to our girls who are the same, more or less the same age. And so we get to know them well. Um, but the the days of saying run next door and uh, yeah. and Mrs. Ferguson will wash you while I go to the store, they're right. gone. Um, and this is according to Mark Dunkelman. He's a public policy researcher. He wrote The Vanishing Neighborhood. He says, because we don't choose our neighbors and we don't always like them, it takes more effort to be friendly with them. In fact, today's definition of a good neighbor is what? Good fences make good neighbors is someone who's quiet and doesn't bother us. But they, but research also shows that neighborhood relationships are crucial. Developmental psychologist Susan Pinker says face-to-face social connections, they boost our immunity, they prevent dementia, and increase our chances of surviving a stroke and cancer. Now, that's, that doesn't even take into account the fact that you have somebody next door who can call 911 or notice if they haven't seen you in a week that maybe you have, you know, maybe you've collapsed and you're, and you need help. Yeah. 
A study from the University of Michigan found that having good neighbors and feeling connected to others in your community can drastically reduce the risk of your heart attack and can help people live an average of 15 years longer. The effect of a good neighbor is comparable in the reduced heart attack risk to that of a smoker versus a non-smoker. So it's time for you to go next door and say, hey, Charlie, hey, Chuck. I know you've had some rough times in the past, but you know, you and I, we should hang out. We can lift weights together or something. Listen, I, I've learned this from you. I've learned it from Uncle Vinny, your, uh, your uncle. I've learned it from your mother. Uh, and I've learned it from my cancer journey and being in a hospital, having a chemo infusion for five hours with a couple of strangers. You know, And uh, I've learned that I really need to get, this is a problem for me, and I really need to get over myself because I grew up as somebody who hung out with the neighbors and, it was, and your whole socialization was, a, you know, was about neighbors. And that whole thing that you just spit out, and we started talking about this when Gib was saying earlier, the thing about, about how people who watch sports and, and who have that camaraderie live, community. live longer. This is, a, you know, this is a big wake-up call. You can tell it is for me, but for all of you guys listening out there, to make an effort to socialize more, and, and the easiest way may be just to, to do it with the person, you know, with the person next door and and don't forget if you really want to laugh and something you can break the ice with for your neighbors is watch Dan Aykroyd in the in the movie Neighbors which is one of the one of the is that him isn't he a neighbor is, or, John the, Belushi or do you mean the Burbs is it the Burbs no it's, I think it was called Neighbors oh I mean, I Neighbors or the Burbs but I think it was it was Belushi and and Aykroyd uh or at least Belushi because Belushi was the was the we'll, we'll we'll look it up and we'll get 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 back to you but um it's a funny thing about about having a having a crazy neighbor um and i just i'm just i'm realizing that that i just need to be more social than ever i'm going to add years to my life do you think that you would that you would reach out to um uh to to charlie sheen and just see if he wants to hang out would that be something you would do well he lives behind a like a gate with walls and so <laughs> but you're, you, you can't you can't just go and uh, and find a way in i guess i i guess i could uh y- you know, they, they, I guess the scary thing about all this too is that is that people feel like they don't need to. Um, we don't feel like we need to to uh, sh- meet somebody face to face because we do it on Facebook. It's one of, yeah. the, reasons, one of the reasons why high school reunions. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. go to my high school reunion, but I know right. all these yeah. people so well. Yeah. We all have kids yeah. the same age, and we comment yeah. on it creepily. But you're absolutely right. Like I haven't gone to a high school reunion yet. Well, and it's one of the big things about you know, uh, Connie's uh, your grandma, who is now eighty. Eight? Is she 88? Yeah. Where, uh, you know, in those, in those senior homes, they're really all about the socialization, even though sometimes you're socializing with people who can't remember that you socialize with them. But well, that's great. But you, it's, it's, you, you tell the same stories over and over right. again, it gets the same reaction every exactly. time. Exactly. Well, I, uh, so anyway, fundamentally, guys, you need to be going and you need to be finding your neighbors. It is, it is, it is the equivalent on your cardiovascular health of quitting smoking. So yeah, so make sure you do and, that. And as always, this show is ministering to me. Now I'm going to go out and find <laughs> some more friends. You, you and I hang out. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. We are we are very much into eating eating well. And you have spent a fair amount of time at alternative grocery stores that, you know, quote-unquote health food markets, yeah. uh, finding the healthiest food possible. But you guys need to be aware of something. Fitness foods are very trendy. These you know high highly active foods that athletes wear the or that athletes have and they have pictures of athletes on them you know like the their protein bars and energy bars sure, and yeah. all things catering to towards a certain fitness crowd well it turns out they're not going to do your waistline any favors yeah. so you shouldn't be having the fitness food you shouldn't be having the the bar that is designed for you to finish a ten mile hike if you're just going to sit around all day moving things around on a spreadsheet. 
They, they actually could be the reason that you're packing on pounds. According to a study in the Journal of Marketing Research, they examined how much of our food choices are actually influenced by the labels. And the study participants were asked to taste test identical stack, snacks. Half the bags were labeled trail mix. The rest were, mar- were, were marked fitness mix. Oh, sure. With pictures yeah. of running yeah, shoes. Functional foods, yeah. The result, almost every single person consumed more snacks from the bags with the fitness label. Even more surprising, the people who were actively trying to lose weight inhaled the stuff. They ate 300% more of the fitness snack than anyone else. And they also exercised less afterwards. So what's going on? Well, when we're trying to lose weight, we come face-to-face with a jelly donut. That's easy. No, we're not going to have the jelly donut. But seeing packaged foods that look like they're designed for people that are fit, it tricks our brain into thinking that they're diet-friendly, and we wrongly believe that they have fewer calories than they really do. And there's a sort of like a, a health halo licensing effect that takes over, and which I have totally experienced. Oh, I've done – absolutely. And, and, I, and I think it's – for me, it's, it's more the, uh, the, the picture of the person – they put on there. So now we're, you know, we're big fans of, I mean, he's healthier than what we're talking about, but we're big fans of Laird Hamilton. The, the oh gosh, the guy's incredible. Searcher, right? And there's a, a surfer and they, there's a picture of him on one of those products that we have of him surfing away, away with like a six pack. And I'm like, the guy's okay. had a six pack for 50 years. I mean, he's, yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I did, but this is, this is, uh, this is quintessential advertisement hacking. You know, it's the same thing with the, with, with the infomercials, but I, I was just walking down the aisles of uh, of a Whole Foods recently, right? And there there was a whole wall of and I think there's now brought to you by Amazon, right? There's a whole wall of these things that they're called functional foods, where it's like this is what you need for running, this is what you need, and and when you look at how much because everybody's so and we can have to do another whole show on this about it's not about the fat, it's about the calories, um, but there's so I mean now there's like. I've, and I've bought these things, man. Just pure protein bars. Mm-hmm. It's like sixty-four grams of protein in mm-hmm. there. You know, which is which. There's no way I can burn off sixty-four grams of protein right. in five workouts. Right. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Is is that we're being? Uh, and I, I almost feel like these companies, because some of these companies are very well respected companies. I feel like, oh, they wouldn't. They, they had. They have my best interest. At well, heart. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. that's important to remember. You know, you you find that there's this good tasting bar that's great to get you through a marathon. There's this good tasting bar that you can t- that you can eat, or this sports drink that you should have when you're about to play 45 mm-hmm. minutes of, of intense basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That's not the same thing you should have if you're going to sit in traffic for two and a half hours. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. it's not a good it's not a good road trip snack. It's 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 calorically dense. It is designed for for you to be able to to fuel a marathon, not for you to be able to fuel a, a carpool session. Right. And the, I mean, trail mix is such a great example. Trail mix has some great stuff. If you are on a long hike, it's got protein, it's got carbohydrates, it's got those little uh, the little candy M&Ms in there. So it, it's Gosh. fantastic. If, if you are out in the wilderness and you need a handful of food that can right. fuel you to get you to help set up camp before you can actually cook dinner, trail mix is perfect. If you're sitting in your car, it is awful for you. It is yeah. just going to it's going to go right to your hips. Yeah, and so I think the takeaway on this is just be beware the uh, the advertising, the words that they're putting on there. So if, yeah. it, says, if it says fitness bar, it doesn't necessarily it, it, it means it, it means you have it after the gym or or in order to do the marathon, not because you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. There's also this thing called the licensing effect totally. that you and I have talked about before yep. where we go to the gym. And I I have this happen to me all the time. You go to the gym, you're like, "Oh my gosh, I worked out so hard. I'm going to have two of these mm-hmm. two of these bars." And let's okay, let's and let's close this thing this part of it by talking about this real world experience from 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 given me and uh and i just you know a lot of people aren't going to do this but i would highly recommend it two of the best workouts that i've had in my well the best performances i've had in my life one was a long run that gib and i went on in, in malibu and the other was a concert that we played just recently where we 
fasted for 24 hours plus. Yeah. And we had more energy. This was this is without any fitness bars or any mm-hmm. food. The energy that you get when you fast for for 24 hours, which we would call, you know, uh, intermittent, intermittent fasting. fasting. Yeah, will give you more energy than any of these bars. Uh, we we've done we talked a lot about intermittent fasting on our on our keto podcast, and um, and we talk a lot about it in general. But yeah, that that's that. It's unbelievable what you can do when you stop your digestive system from working for just a little bit and how much energy you get back in in that process because we we all eat too many calories every single one of us in in the modern society we have food everywhere we can get calories way too easily Nine, uh, the majority of us I mean, obviously there's, there's some people for whom that's not that's not true but we get too many empty calories and giving our body a rest actually it, it's amazing the amount of energy you get i just recently fasted for three days and hit personal records in my in my bench press while doing the fast, well, you're, you're like you're like Dave Asprey. Uh, you guys can look him up, uh, A S P R E Y. Dave Asprey and Tim Ferriss all rolled into one because you're, and this, this is one of the reasons why you want to listen to Gibb on this podcast because he's always hacking his. You're always exper- you, you have no problem experimenting with your no body. no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes so to my detriment. So experimenting with exogenous ketones or 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 a lot of amino acids on on one day and the next day with intermittent fasting and the next day with a, a different type of, of of workout. And are you? I, I'm sorry that I. Have I haven't seen this recently, but are you discussing this on your Twitter feed? A little bit, yeah, yeah a little do bit more of it, and then people can 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 follow you on that. It's, uh, it's at Gib Gerard. That's that's a great idea. Oh, so, all right. Well, thanks for that. So, speaking of 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 personal experimentation and being successful, uh, we have what the most successful people do before breakfast, and these this is, these are two reasons right is here. This from Linda Linda Vanderkam. This is from Laura yeah. Vanderkam, Laura, 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 Linda's yeah, yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah, I love Laura Vanderkam. <laughs> She's a time I read that book twice. She's a time management expert, and this really resonates with me. And this will be the last thing we talk about today. Uh, you're less likely to get distracted in the morning. That's number one. Your days fill up fast. So if you wait until the afternoon or evening to do something meaningful, it probably won't happen because something else will pop up. So things that get a, things that um, things that have a lot less likelihood of coming up at 6 a.m. They come up at 4 p.m. and they interrupt what you had planned. So if you want to work out, read, work on a personal project, you do it first thing in the morning. I 100% agree. You've been great about this lately too, because I, I was just watching you before the show. Uh, well, Gib and I and the family, uh, we're, we're on vacation now at, at, out at the beach, but we didn't want to, you know, phone one in. We wanted to, to, con- to continue to do the, uh, the podcast series. And I was, I got a chance to sort of watch you early in the morning and, and late at night. And you, you, you really do keep your calendar up to date, which is, which is great because when you, when you, when you write down in your calendar, what you're going to do in the mm-hmm. morning, you know, it's, you have a record of that and you can look at that when you, when oh, you and if you, you don't do it, you're sitting there looking at you in the face that you didn't get your stuff done. Yeah. yeah this is a good book. And we, and, and, and given, I are always talking about this book club that we're in, we're recommending mm-hmm. books that you should read. It's, it's what the most successful people, people do, do before, before breakfast. breakfast. Laura Vanderkam. I'll put a link to the, to the yeah, book in the it's, notes. It's really, really good. And you can listen to her read it too, uh, on, on audible, which is one of, one of our, our favorite apps. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some good, it's not just, it's not just get up in the morning and get started earlier. It's, it's about things like not checking your email until you're finished with your, your, your rituals in the, in the morning. And especially for, uh, for, for parents and grandparents with, with kids, they're going to sleep probably two hours longer than you are. And if you're lucky, you're going to get so much more done. Look, that's my thing. I, if I don't get to the gym at five 30, I, I, I'm a a third less likely to actually work out for the day. I have to get to the gym in the morning. It is my, it is my go-to. It is my anchor and, and no emails come in or if emails do come in, this is the real plus side. If I'm working out at two o'clock, let's say I take a lunch break and I go to the gym. If I'm doing it at two o'clock, 
and emails come in, there's an expectation that I'm going to respond to that email in a timely manner. If I get an email at 5.30 in the morning my time, nobody's expecting me to get to it until 8.30 right. yeah. at the earliest. Yeah. That's three hours right. from so then. It's, you, you, don't need to, yeah, you, they, you don't need to answer it at all. That's great. Exactly. That's good stuff. Yeah, so what, again, Laura, Laura, anything Laura Vandekam does, I mean, she's a, basically a, a, you know, a researcher on productivity. And then the final reason why you should be getting up before 6 every day is the mornings, they set your tone for the rest of the day. You know how it feels when you sleep through an alarm, that horrible feeling when you're rushing to get to work, you come into work five minutes late and you're already having to make an excuse. You struggle to get your kids' lunches done. You struggle to get them to school on time. It sets a tone of stress for your whole day and it actually will affect your mood and it'll affect your productivity for the rest of the day. So waking up earlier allows you to prepare for the day and actually prepare your mind to be winning for the whole day. Sorry to bring Charlie Sheen up again, but you want to be winning. You want that winner's mindset. Like, I, I got this. I'm ahead of this. It'll make your whole day feel easier. You won't feel like you're always trying to play catch up. It's so well said. And if you've listened to um, any of our other podcasts, every now and then we'll start talking about, uh, I have a couple of Navy SEAL books in, in my in my Kindle queue. Um, it's it's that Navy SEAL thing of they, they, they teach them to, to, uh, to get an early win, the cadets. And... Um, uh, that meaning just make your make your bed first thing uh, in in the morning. The more wins that you can get early in the morning, the the, the, the more that's going to play into the into the rest of your day. Because no matter what happens the rest of the day, you're still going to have those wins. And as a uh, as a pseudo creative person, a very uh, creative person, uh, you're multi Emmy winning, multi Grammy nominated <laughs> person. That's if that's not a creative person, I don't know how you define but it. I'm really trying because I've had this. I had this, you know, I, this thing where I was I was actually told what my life expectancy was going to be by a couple of different doctors when I was in the throes of uh, of cancer treatment. Is I start thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to th- all of this stuff, Laura Vanderkam, uh, any of these productivity mm-hmm. hackers. It all speaks to me because I realized that I. I, I need to do with Jerry Seinfeld. Did you, do you, you know the Jerry Seinfeld calendar story? No. Apparently there's a story. Well, you know the story of, uh, of Jim um, Carrey where he wrote himself a, a check for a million dollars. Put it in his debt. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And said one day it'll be worth something. Right. And, and, and just when he was struggling, just saying that, you know, his, it, and, and anyway, so what Seinfeld does or did when he was, it was up and coming and lived on my street in New York and during that time, he made a calendar every day. And every day he had to write at least one joke before he left the house, mm. right? And he would and he would cross off the day one at a time. And if he didn't get to one of the days, he was like, "Oh my gosh, what am I? You know, what am I doing?" But that's where I am right now. Is I'm I'm, I'm hearing exactly what you're saying about this uh, about the about being more successful, being more purposeful, uh, being, having more of a mission, and well, and doing it early in the morning. Think about this: if you knew that you had one year li- one year to live, yeah. would you spend every day of that sleeping in, or would yeah. you be getting up early trying to get the most out of yeah, your days? Yeah. Well, and, li- and listen, I'll tell you again. You know, I had a, we had a doctor at UCLA say I, I can give you five years, and now we've had a, a doctors at MD Anderson saying, "Hey, we got the DNA back. You got ten years plus." But still, you know, even when you're you know my age, which is sixty four now, uh, <laughs> when I'm sixty four, you, um, you still need me. Well, you still <laughs> you, need you, me. You don't think of yeah, I've only got. 10 years mm-hmm. left. Do you think I've got, you know, I could be stuck, struck by lightning, but you think I've got, oh, I'll probably make it till, till 90, but all of a sudden when something happens like this, it does make mm-hmm. you sit up, up straighter. And one of the reasons I talk about it is because I want people to be encouraged to not sit around, you know, with five beers in your hand and watch TV every single night. Maybe, well, sometimes maybe, that's fun. Maybe one night a week. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're watching sports and you're a part of a community, what we've learned today is that that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but not to, yeah, yeah. you can't just watch regular old television. So, so listen, you would th- this would be I'm going to do my, my little uh, uh, little speech here on on our podcast. Uh oh, 
if you're if you're still listening, we, this would be regarded as a, you know we're just sort of getting started with the with the podcast. I mean, we have, gosh, what is it? You know, fourteen point eight million listeners on the radio show, but this is the long form version of, mm-hmm. of stuff that we might talk about on the on the radio. We really enjoy doing it. Our promise to you is that we're going to find stuff that you can use, as Gibbs said early on, uh, to in, in, enhance your life. And what we like f- from you is we really like for you to spread the news. First of all, uh, you know, subscribe to the to the podcast. Rate, have, comment, unsubscribe, yeah. uh, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever yeah. you get your your yeah. podcast. Yeah, and send it send it to a friend, and uh, and we will be your friends. You know, as much as I like interviewing other people, I, I really love uh, going over the stuff with you because you're you're so smart. Hey, you're very and, kind, and uh, and I do think that it's uh, that, that that it's useful. So I'm pandering to all you folks who are listening right now to uh, you know to to stay with us, and we'll make sure we move you forward in your life. And let us know who you want us to whom you want us to interview, and what topics you want us to cover, you can reach out to us at facebook.com slash John Tesh at John Tesh on Twitter or uh, facebook.com slash Gib Gerard at Gib Gerard on Twitter. And, yes, uh, and the, let and, us know. And the, the, uh, the, the uh, missing host, the, the missing host, the, the beautiful Connie Selica is uh, at Connie Selica. And okay. facebook.com slash C Selica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. All right, thanks yeah, you guys for listening. And as, as always, we talk about a lot of hard ways to lose weight, but there's an easy way to lose weight. All you got to do is, uh, it's, it's clinically proven, go ahead and check out SlimFast. You can get it basically anywhere. Uh, we have looked at the new formulation, the new advanced, advanced nutrition formulation. It has the protein and fiber that we talk about being good for you, and it is clinically proven to help you lose weight, which is a lot easier to do than the ketogenic diet, which we've talked about. <laughs> it's a lot easier than eating vegetables uh, all the time. It's a lot easier than getting up early. So uh, if you struggle with that stuff and you want to get health benefits immediately, that's a great way to do well, it. And, and really, you know, and, and hats off. And here, here, here's some pandering. Hats off to our buddy, a CEO of, of SlimFest, uh, Chris Teasy, who, who took over the brand uh, when it was really, there was a lot of sugar in it, to yep. be honest. And, but he realized that in, you know, in his own weight loss journey, he realized, listen, i got to make sure this is the healthiest stuff mm-hmm. you know, possible. And that's why he came to us at Intelligence for Your Life. He says, I know the people who follow you, you know, want to be healthy. And, and our, our marketing friend, Naomi, you know, Cody, who is, you know, is just thin and, and, and strong like you, Gib, and, and understands that the, the, the protein and the, and the fiber in the snacks that are in the, uh, the Slim, Fat product, Slim Fast product are just, are just amazing and, and perfect for all the stuff that we're talking about. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Just a reminder that our show is brought to you today by Hulu Plus. All of the shows that you love watching on television, full seasons of Fargo. You ever seen the Fargo show on FX? No, I saw the original movie, but I've heard it. It said the show on FX is amazing. Well, it's not just on FX. It's now on Hulu Plus. Empire, which has taken the world by storm. I don't know if you've ever watched any episodes of Empire. You can binge the whole series right now on Hulu Plus. Plus the new live TV option that's uh, limited commercials, but live television. That includes ESPN, all the sports that you want to watch starting at just $39.99 a month. It comes with a cloud DVR. Enjoy all of your TV in one place with a brand new Hulu experience. If you, you may have known Hulu before, you don't know Hulu now. It is brand new. Go to Hulu.com. Start your free trial today. And, and listen, as I mentioned earlier, everybody th- thinks of Hulu as the place to, uh, to binge watch, right? This is the best babysitting thing. I mean, listen, I don't, I don't think you should, your kids or your grandkids should be watching you know, an iPad all day and night. But there are times when you have to actually get the podcast done, and so you can just hand your phone with mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. kids' programs on there, and you can set up the safety uh, uh, settings so that uh, they can't see the stuff that you're watching. Exactly.